Hi, and welcome to Coffee with Claire. Did you know that having the proper mindset is much more important than strategy or skill set in becoming financially stable? And it's because when it's inside of our head that we don't deserve it, we actually repel that financial security away from us. And strategy is not necessarily winning the lottery because we see a lot of times people will win the lottery and then two years later they're broke again. And why is that? It's because they didn't believe they deserved it. And so join Dr. Ed and I in our High Impact Living series where we discover how we can get our minds shifted to where we can accept that financial security. Welcome back, Dr. Edward Llewellyn. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Dr. Ed and I are guiding you through a series called High Impact Living based on Dr. Ed's newest book titled Life Mastery. In our first segment, we gave you a basic overview of what would be covered in our series. In our second segment, we discussed weight loss and healthy, fit lifestyle. And today, we are discussing financial security. So yay, welcome back. Thank you, Claire. I am excited to be here, especially talking about this topic. Yes, this is really important. There's so many people that um, are concerned with their finances these days. And so, you know, it's a big issue for a lot of people. Um, I know that, that you do a lot of research. When you're researching, what kind of statistics have you found that, um, you know, say, I'm really looking forward to retirement because I'm set and I'm ready to go. Well, I, I tell you what, that's a great place to just jump right into my book that you okay. mentioned uh, because uh, it was uh, Transamerica did a study, and here's what they came up with: is that only 60% of baby boomers have any retirement savings at all. Any? Only 27% of baby boomers feel they have enough to last them until their death. And then Generation X, only 12% feel they have enough savings for a comfortable retirement, 12%. Wow. So that means 88% don't. Yeah. Of those 12%, 30% of those had to take loans against their retirement due to hardship. So as you can see, most of us here in America are not in control of our financial lives. Wow, that is scary. It is hugely scary. So how have people gotten so out of control of their financial security? Well, a lot of it has to do with some of the things we've talked about before, which is living in roles versus their core identity. Mm. And because people live in roles so much of the time, they believe they have to put on that facade, you know, the, the old expression about keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, yeah. So they have to buy the new car, buy the new house, you know, keep the kids in the best schools, uh, all those things, and in and of themselves, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. The problem comes in, in trying to fulfill that role, again, keeping up uh, the facade of being the neighbor that has it all. Yeah. Uh, or uh, having a position, a career that pays really well, but you're spending all of it. Mm-hmm. If people were to identify their core identity, which we talked about how to do that in a previous show. Right. If they were to do that, then they would find stability in that in their identity that here's who they are, and they could always go back to that as a touchstone so that when it came to financial decisions, they wouldn't feel that need to, to fulfill a role instead of who they are in their core identity. 
And I think that is really a, a do you, well. I, I'm not the expert. You are. Do you do you see this being uh, a, a big thing in the United States versus in other parts of the world, or do you feel like that this is kind of something that we see universally? Well, I'm I'm not an expert uh, outside of the United States, so I, I haven't really done a lot of research there. However, based on what we see in the commonalities of the stock markets across the world and so forth, I would have to think there, are, there there's a lot of the same uh, negative impacts that people are having. Uh, probably the, the biggest thing that, that, again, I'm aware of, it, countries like Japan and Germany, uh, interestingly, the people who are in the stock markets there tend to think more of getting their returns 10 years, 15, 20 years down the road. Mm -hmm. Whereas here in the United States, a lot of investors, they want, boom, they want that immediate return. They, right. they want to invest, and within a few, sometimes even a few months, let alone a few years, they want to return on that investment. They want to see you know, some, something uh, you know, adding to their portfolio right away. Like I said, from my understanding, Germany, Japan, two countries in particular, those investors are looking for that long-term stability in their markets. And, and that's what they advise you. The financial advisors will tell you, you know, if you um, buy stocks to be in it for the long run, right. you know, and, and not have the knee-jerk reaction, uh, you know, like you're, you're talking about. And, you know, we've got we've got these people that are successful and, and hugely successful, like like Warren Buffett, you know. He, you know, he's very well known for his investments and, and what he does. And then we have the, the folks, you know, that are really scared as soon as they see a fluctuation and they pull things out. So, so tell us a little bit about the difference between that Warren um, Buffett mindset versus that I'm scared mentality. Sure. So I, I'm, I work with a lot of financial advisors, and one of the things they share with me all the time are, uh, well, two things, uh, the emotion of fear and then a herd mentality. Mm, yeah. So they, if they see people are buying a certain stock, they'll buy that stock and, and ride that wave up. Okay. If there's a real wave. Um, you know, friends, family may say, hey, here's the next big, big thing. You need to invest in it. And so, some of the financial advisors have told me they know it's not a good investment. They know it's not a stock that's going to produce for them. It's not right for their risk uh, tolerance. It's not right for their goals they're looking for. Yet they're insistent because they've got these people around them that are that are saying this is the next big thing, and against their advice they'll go ahead and buy the stock, and of course, you know most of the time it turns out negative. Right. So fear and that herd mentality are the biggest detractors from people having financial security. As soon as they start to see a dip, in fact, uh, uh, one of the uh, financial advisors <clears throat> that I'm closest to, she's phenomenal. She has. It's like she's got her thumb on the pulse of everything that's going on in the stock market. She's a good person to have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I've asked her a couple of times, do you think that the stock market is about ready to do a correction? Mm. Because we've seen constant highs, you know, at right. records yeah, all the time. And so she sent me some information that was amazing. So it was just kind of comparing the last couple of, of uh, corrections compared to now. And... They don't, they don't line up. Hmm. So there's still, she estimates probably another couple of years uh, oh, of yay. growth uh, before we can see that, that correction. My portfolio is happy to hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
However, one of the things that, that I've talked with her and other financial advisors about, are you prepared to talk with your clients when that downturn happens? Mm, mm-hmm. And so a lot of people complain about the 1%. You know, the people have all this money. In fact, not the one percenters. They're not complaining about the 1%. <laughs> well, right. They're all else's. So... So the, the, the one percenters, in, in, it's in my book, I don't remember the exact number, but they control like 50% of the world's wealth. Wow. And so, so what, what those people do is they have a different mindset when it comes to investing than what the herd mentality does. Okay. And this is where, like I said, a lot of people complain about the 1%, but it's the 1% when they start to see a downturn. Uh, it's like I tell people when, when back in, in uh, 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. as far as Warren Buffett was concerned, the stock market was putting up big signs saying stocks on sale, you know, <laughs> 50% off. And so he was buying and he was buying where everybody else was selling. They had that herd mentality. They had that fear. And so they were tanking with everybody else. Mm-hmm. In just two <clears throat> two investments alone, uh, Warren Buffett walked away with ten billion with a B, ten billion dollars wow. in profit. Just two, and he had, of course, many others that. It's uh, good he to be made. him. <laughs> so, so that's a huge difference in the the, the financial uh, acumen and mentality of, of Warren Buffett and many others in that top one percent versus the general masses. So how do we shift? How do we get out of this herd mentality um, thought process and get into the Warren Buffett mindset? Okay. Well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little uh, accolade out for my financial advisors out okay. there. Okay. So number one, listen to your financial advisor. <laughs> okay. Um, Good you know, <laughs> in, instead of calling them up, you know, let's let's say that we, all of a sudden we did see a downturn in the market. Uh, instead of calling them up and saying, sell, 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 listen to what their advice is because they have more of, you know, my expression is a thumb on the pulse of what's going on than anything else. And there's so many things you can do other than sell. So, And they're not based on emotion. Exactly. And so so they're they're looking at uh, several things as well. And I love that you brought up about emotion because – when that stock market starts to go down, you start to see your your investment decrease by 20%, 30%, 50%. You're going, oh, my God. Scary. When, in fact, that's the time to buy more of that stock because it is decreasing, and you can buy more with less money. So it's, 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 it's opposite of what most people think. Mm-hmm. So your financial advisor is going to have some good advice for you yeah, during those times as to what to do with your money. Uh, again, you know, one of my, actually my favorite financial advisor that I work with, Diane, uh, she even has a, a uh, investment that when it reaches a certain point, there's two, two metrics. When it hits that, boom, that's when it liquidates and it turns it into uh, a safe haven. So, wow. And during the 2007-2008, where everybody else was losing 40-50% of their investments, uh, the, the people who invested in this particular company uh, lost like 7%. Wow. So listen to your financial advisor. The other thing is, take the take the emotion out of it. Uh, if you, or I should say, when you know your core identity, when when you realize you that you have this this core of stability, then you can turn to that 
And as I've said in previous shows, it doesn't matter what's going on around you, you still have that stability in your core identity. And so you can always go back to that and say, based on who I am, what should I do at this point? What is the correct decision to make? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because then you're you making decisions based on who you are and not all the roles that you feel like you have to play or, you know, you're, you know, the, like you were talking about earlier, if your friends or family are giving you suggestions, you feel obligated because, well, I don't want my, my friend to be mad at me or, you know, I don't want my dad to think that, you know, I don't listen to him because I didn't buy this stock. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it's not a good idea. Sure. Sure. So, Yeah. Well, um, I know you work with a lot of people, Dr. Ed. Do you have a story that you can share with us that um, helps us understand how you helped someone create a mindset for financial security? Sure. So Steve is a client of mine, and and Steve made a lot of money but never really had any money. Okay. And what's interesting about money is uh, it's, it's almost like having a relationship with a person. We have a certain relationship with money. And it's That's based true. on who we are. And a lot of times, again, not so much our core identity because at least my observation is most people don't know their core identity. So, But you can the, help them. So they're, they're living in these roles, and so they make financial decisions based on, who, on those roles. A lot of times they go back to expressions that they were taught as kids that money's hard to come by, mm. money gets away easily, uh, money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, there's all these these precepts that were taught as kids that aren't true. They're just beliefs that have been passed down by people who've had bad experiences. And yet we take hold of those and we, we believe they're true. And so w- when you believe those are true, then it really makes it happen. It, it, it allows money to escape you. It allows you to, you work really hard and it's just like, you know, you come home with the paycheck, and it barely covers the bills. Mm-hmm. And that's because you have this belief that money's hard to come by. You know, you have to work really hard to make just a little bit. And with those, that belief system, that's how life will be. Mm. So when people, or when people want financial security, they have to look at money differently. Money is only an exchange of value. So... If you, aren't, if you aren't receiving much in the way of money, that means you're not distributing value. And when you look at it that way, now all of a sudden, your mind goes into the process of, how can I deliver value to other people so they will pay me for this value? Mm-hmm. When you do that, amazing things can start to happen. You may start your own business, you may find that you get a different job, um, you, you find that uh, you, you go ask for that raise that you should have gotten 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's all kinds of things that when, when you change that relationship with, uh, that you have with money and you see that it's just an exchange of value, and if you, you know, it, it, again, this goes back to who, how you see yourself, how you mm-hmm. perceive yourself, but if you see yourself as someone who has value to offer, then you can make more money because you'll find ways to make more money. But it's all in your mindset. Absolutely. And um, once you can shift the mindset, then um, great things start happening pretty quickly. Sure. I mean, when, even when you think about uh, money itself, you know, if I were to say, you know, this business card is worth 
It's only worth ten dollars if that's the value that you give it. Mm-hmm. It's that mindset. It's your belief that that's what it's worth. Right. So it is. It all begins in the mind. Wow. Well, Doctor Ed, this has been fascinating. Um, for those of you that are just tuning into the series, this is our high impact living series. If you like to get caught up on the series, you can watch the archive previously aired sections on WBTVN slash channel slash Coffee with Claire. So, Dr. Ed, if people want to get a jump start on some of your techniques, you have a few books that they can purchase. What are their titles and where can they find them? Okay. Well, we have this one, of course, Life Mastery, The Fully Functional Life, which this show is based on. And I have uh, my second book that I put out. It's called The 90-Second Mind Manager, which helps people to be able to understand that from the time they feel an emotion and it becomes a neural pathway, they have 90 seconds to do something with that before it becomes permanent. And that can change your life. And the first book is Creating a Life in Forward Motion. And again, tips, tools, techniques on how to create a happier, more satisfying life. Uh, They can be found on Amazon, Sony, Apple, Smashwords, uh, literally any online bookstore uh, they can find it on, find awesome. those books on. And then you also work with private clients. So where can audiences learn more about that part of your business and how they might engage with you on a one-on-one basis? Sure. They can contact me at uh, ed at trance, T-R-A-N-S as in Sam, dash bank.com. Uh, they can call me 972-900-9207. Uh, and they can visit my website, which is trans-think.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Ed, for being here again today. I enjoyed it. it. Thank you, Claire. Hi, my name is Lon Ricker, and I was blessed to have the opportunity to be on Coffee with Claire. When Claire reached out and asked me if I would come on her internet TV show, I jumped at the opportunity. First of all, because she's so well-connected, I knew that this would be a great opportunity for me to share my passions and what I do with a large number of people. Uh, she's also really good at putting people at ease, at, at helping us when we're there in front of a camera to be able to laugh and smile and, and have a good time uh, while we're, as I said, promoting our business and while we're just being able to uh, share and also support Claire. So if you've got an opportunity to be on Internet TV with Claire, Uh, With her Coffee to Claire program and others, I say you take that opportunity and get to share what you're doing and how you can make an impact on the world. As you all know, I'm also an improvisational comedy performer, and one of the cornerstones of improv is Yes And. And today, Dr. Ed is here to help us understand that it's not just a really great thing to use in conversation and in improvisational comedy to move things forward, but there's actually some neurological um, things that happen inside of our brain. So tell us a little bit about how Yes And works inside of our brain. Sure. So... When a person, well, let me go the opposite. When okay, a person, sure. When a person hears no. Like no, but, or. Exactly. When, when they hear those words, all of a sudden the walls of defense come up. And so, especially if this is an emotional engagement, the, the emotions are going to be engaged and you're going to want to defend whatever stance you have. When a person says yes and, mm-hmm. you, the, the, the neurological impact is that they hear agreement, so that wall of defense goes down. Mm-hmm. The word and has a, it, it's, we use that word all the time, but it has such an interesting 
neurological impact because it's like almost like putting a plus sign in a mathematical equation. Okay. So you take something that the person just said, yes, and you attach it to something you want them to believe okay. or agree with. Mm -hmm. So yes, and you add whatever that is. So what it does, it literally creates this neural pathway, this association, so it boom, they just become joined together. Oh, okay. Well, so yes and being powerful like that is um, helpful in um, conversations as well as uh, I would imagine in sales processes. Can you imagine? So let's say the client says, or the prospect says something way off in left field. Okay. Something Which you happens. don't even agree with. <laughs> yeah. Yes does not mean, I. yes, I agree with it. Yes just means I acknowledge it. Ah, very different. Yeah. So, uh, so they can say that. So maybe they said, yeah, the, the last person from your company came in here was a total schmuck and <laughs> I didn't want to do any business with them. Yes. And now that I'm here, you'll see that I'm different than what that person was. So you were really, you were handling an objection in a really positive way. Because he didn't, he was basically telling you he, you know, he had a bad experience, and you're going to have to prove it to me that you're you're going to be better. It's and if you if you notice, uh, I don't know if you noticed the feeling that you got when I said that, but when I said yes, and and all of a sudden your body just kind of you, you feel the release of the emotion because a person may, especially in a sales situation, they may be ready for some confrontation, for even a fight, if you will. Uh, uh, negotiations is the nice word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they may be ready for that, but when the, when all of a sudden they hear yes, that wall, you know, they feel they can feel their stomach relax, their body relax, and let me tell you how much better it's going to be this experience that you're going to have with me than you had with that smuck. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Doctor Ed, for the explanation of yes and. Well, thank you very much for asking me that, and I appreciate being able to share that information. So remember, with financial security, it's more about mindset than it is about skill set or your strategy. You want to make sure that you really believe that you deserve to be financially stable. Now, for more information about our High Impact series, you can find us on coffeewithclaire.tv, and you can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. And always remember to follow the fun. See you next time.